Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Uh, Welcome to the Living Free Show on 3CR Community Radio, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial. Hi, my name's Bill, and today my guests are members of Al-Anon Family Groups, and they'll be talking about living with the effects of alcoholism and how Al-Anon has helped them cope. Uh, I'd like to welcome Kate and Judy to the 3CR studio this afternoon. Hi. 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 (laughs) Sorry, I forgot to flick the switch. (laughs) Uh, um, So what if we start by saying a little bit about it, about yourselves um, and sort of talk about Alaron and how long you've been in Alaron. Uh, so what about you, um, Kate? What what have you got to say? Yeah, I've been in Alaron for about 38, 39 years now and uh, I came into Alaron to um, get some answers about uh, living with alcoholics. I um, was living with a partner that was an alcoholic and my teenage children were starting to drink too much. So I figured I should be able to fix not my husband but my children. And, um, yeah, I got a lot of answers in Al-Anon, a lot of answers. Um, so, I was doing... Sorry? So, uh, I was going to say, how old was your daughter when you... First 14. 14, okay. Yeah. yeah, and she's now nearly 50. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, I was doing all the wrong things. I was trying to help. I was trying to fix. I was lying for them. I was ringing up work and saying, no, she won't be in today and all that kind of thing. And uh, I came because that's what society told me I should do as a good mother and a good person. Yeah, look after your family. Yeah. Yeah, look after your family. So then I went into Al-Anon and they said, don't do anything because why should she accept responsibility for her behaviour if you keep fixing it all the time? So slowly, we were very enmeshed, her and I, because she's the eldest. <clears throat> and slowly but surely, I just pulled back from that situation with the help of Elanon. I still need to think about that today. I was in a shop the other day and I nearly bought her something she yeah. doesn't need. I just <laughs> bought it because I wanted to and I thought, no, Katie, this is going right back to the old tricks again. So, yeah. Just just for today, we've got a fairly healthy relationship today. Mm. Um, have you other kids? Yeah, I've got two others. Um, the next one's a boy, and he he could really do with Al-Anon because he doesn't drink, um, and he's a fixer, and he's a warrior. Um, you know, his, his sister was living up country, and she was late coming to, I think, a Christmas dinner or something. And he wanted to go out on the highway and look for her. Mm. I had to explain to him how futile that would be. But that's his personality. He Mm. wants to fix. He wants to help. wants to save, yeah. Yeah, he wants to save her. Mm. Um, He doesn't feel the same way today, but that's the way he used to be. And then I've got a younger daughter who had 10 years of Alateen and um, she still chose to drink 
and she's homeless today. Um, <clears throat> I had a, a, a year of Mrs Fixit about oh, two years ago now and I let her come home for a year and I kept her and um, I gave her two rules, no drinking in the house and no smoking in the house and she couldn't, she just couldn't do that so I had to ask her to leave again which is really sad. If I could fix my family, I would, but I know the way that I was going about it was the wrong way. Yeah. So did they have any access to Alcoholics Anonymous? Uh, yes. My eldest daughter's been to a few meetings of um, Alcoholics Anonymous and my younger two both went to Alateine. Um I don't... Uh, I don't know if my youngest daughter's ever been to AA. She went to Alateen for 10 years. So if I try to talk program to her, she says, I know the program. Um, and if I want help, I know where to go to get it. So there's no yeah. answer for that. No, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's part of living with alcoholism is respecting the right of the alcoholic to be an alcoholic and to live their life the way they want to. That's right. If they don't want to change, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Uh, so how about you, Judy? So how did you come to Al-Anon and what, how long have you been in? Um, I've been in Al-Anon about six years. Um, and I had been going to um, some of the Al-Anon um, things that... Uh, with a sister who's been in Al-Anon for quite a few years. I'm very lucky to have members of my family in Al-Anon. I've got another sister who's been in Al-Anon for about uh, 13, 14 years as well. Um, so, uh, and I used to go to Hall's Gap with my sister and uh, one year, I think I'd, I'd been re retrenched from my job and my son... Something had happened with my son and um, I suddenly, everything resonated with me at that Hall's Gap uh, weekend and um, I decided that I was going to commit to uh, the fellowship um, on a regular basis. So, yeah, it's, um, and that's how I, I started coming regularly. But mm. as I say, I've been doing... Uh, bits and pieces with Ellen on before that, but yeah. um, it just didn't click. As they say in the program, you're ready when you're ready, yep. and it'll yeah. it'll just something will happen, and it'll just be the right time. Yep. So, what's your relationship with the alcoholic? Uh, my father was the alcoholic in my family. Um, he's passed now. Um, it, Dad, uh, Dad. I never. I had a good relationship with him um, because um, he wasn't um, an angry, uh, violent drunk or everything, anything like that. Um, he just very responsible, and yeah. uh, I'm one of eleven children, so uh, it doesn't help to have one of your, your partner being irresponsible. So uh, there was a lot of um, sadness in the family. Um, as growing up, and um, I think um, with me it was, uh, I took a lot of responsibility probably for things that a child doesn't have to be responsible for. Being the second eldest, I had younger 
siblings and that, and I took on the mothering role of them. Um, not that my mother didn't mother, but um, I think that she was a bit shell shocked with dad sometimes. So, um, yeah, just not being neither of them being present in different ways made uh, made growing up interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, what were the sort of difficulties you had growing up? Probably, I felt like a square peg in a round hole. I didn't. Um, I didn't fit anywhere because, um, well, I don't know why. Because because it, I never really thought about it until I got into Al-Anon and realised that a lot of my um, uh, inability to cope with a lot of things was because I didn't feel I, I fitted. And I was felt I was supposed to act a certain way and do certain things and be responsible and. Um, all of that sort of thing, but not responsible for myself, responsible for everybody else. else. Yeah, because yeah. as I was growing up, that's what I did. I yeah. was um, looking after um, the others, I suppose. So, um, yeah, so I grew up without a, um, what would you call it, a, a good map or uh, something to follow because my household was so dysfunctional growing up. Mm. that uh, I tried, I knew that that wasn't the way it should be, but I didn't know what Why? way it was supposed to be. Yeah. And I married a, a guy who's um, who was uh, um, a child of as well. So um, he thought I had to be responsible and I thought he had to be responsible. <laughs> so it was like we just didn't mesh to yeah. you, <laughs> right. a lot of the time. So it was hard with... Um, uh, going into um, marriage and stuff like that because um, I just didn't know how it worked, didn't yeah. know how it was supposed to work. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's difficult growing up in an alcoholic situation because you, or it's, it's often described as being a normal person in, in an abnormal situation, mm. that all the rules that apply outside the family don't apply inside the family. Yep. And so you, what you're learning as a child, you can't, if you do it outside, people look at you like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. But inside, it's just normal behaviour. Yeah. You know, lots of resentment and lots of back backbiting and lying and all sorts of things yeah. that you really can't get away with outside. But in the family, it's it's rife, yeah. 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 Um, so I, I also understand that you got into another fellowship before Al-Anon. Yep. So what was that? Uh, it was Families Anonymous. Okay. Um, uh, my son... I uh, got involved with drugs and was getting into a lot of trouble and uh, things like that. And I went to Al-Anon because um, well, my sister said, you know, it might, might help. Um, but it just didn't resonate with me. But the Families Anonymous program, because my son was into drugs uh, and he didn't drink at all, um, and most of the people in that work did, they that was a drug problem that yeah. they had. Um, and so I went there for about 18 months and then my work situation changed and I couldn't go on the only night that it was available to me. So I didn't go, but it was, um, was interesting in the, in the, um, in the program because I was talking to the people after the meeting and I was speaking to this lady and she was saying that she came home and her VCR had gone and, you know, yeah. these things had gone missing and everything. 
And I'm thinking, I'm nice to you, yeah, you know, I, I know what you're feeling. I know how you, you know, it's, um, it's disturbing, you know. And she said, yeah. And I said, oh, how old's your son? And she said her son was 29. Mine was only 17. I thought it yeah. instantly went into my head, oh, if I'm still going to be dealing with this when he's 29, and I was. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking there is, you know... Because naturally, as um, people come into Al-Anon as well, like uh, you go to these programs to, know, to thinking that you're going to learn how to fix how to fix yep. it all. Yep. But uh, thank goodness, Al-Anon teach you that you can't fix, and you you can the only person you can fix is yourself and the way you react. And that's what I learnt in both programs. Um, yeah. And I was so glad that I started going to Al-Anon when I did. And I'm, um, yeah, and I've learned so much more about myself now, so which is good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's understanding that you can't control others. Mm. You can't control yourself, but you can take the pressure off yourself. Yeah. And I think that helps, yeah. Um, so, uh, Kate, um, what are the things that Alanon's given you the ability to do today that you couldn't do in the alcoholic situation? Well, <clears throat> I'll... Lots of things. Um, I um, I have a lot of personal freedom now. I um, I talk to people on tram stops and I talk to people on the train. It's and I um, I've been on two cruises this year. My husband's in a nursing home as a result of his a direct result of his drinking, and it would be lovely if he was coming on these cruises and things, but he lives in so much fear that he couldn't leave home anyway. Even when he was home, before he went to the nursing home, he never wanted to travel anywhere. He never wanted to do anything. Um, And that was his disease. And um, now I'm free. I can do as I please. And I'm pretty happy chappy at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) So... Just to go back, how how did you find Alanon? Did because it wasn't forty years ago. It wasn't very well known. It's not all that well known now, but people yeah. are more aware of it today. So, yeah. how did you find out? Well, I I came. I lived on a place called King Island, and I came back because my father died, and I'm an only child, and I was going to look after my mother, and uh, she was a rather dumpy little lady, and she went to a meeting called Overeaters Anonymous where she hooked up with a lady where she must have done a lot of gossiping about my (laughs) lifestyle. And the lady said to her, tell her to meet me outside this church at 8 o'clock. This is what she needs. And she took me to my first Al-Anon meeting, and she's passed now. Uh, She didn't come to that meeting ever again, um, but I didn't stop. I didn't stop. I just found so much relief when they told me I didn't cause the problem, I can't control the problem, and what's the third one? Cure. Cure. I can't cure the problem. Um, But what I can do is make life better for myself. I learned a different way to talk to the alcoholic. Instead of accusing and asking stupid questions like, where have you been when he's obviously drunk? (laughs) Been to the pub, yeah. Yeah. 
So I, I stopped doing all that stuff. And one of the old, old members used to say, when in doubt, do now. So I didn't do anything. I didn't try to control anymore. But what I did learn is if to put my keys, car keys beside the door so that if things turned pear-shaped, I had my car keys and I was out the door and I could go to a meeting or to a friend's place or a cup of coffee. I learned um, um, all sorts of things. I learned how to prevent violence. I learned to stop arguing over stupid things. My husband would set me up every time. He would say, we'd be watching an old movie and he would say, oh, that's Cary Grant. And I'd have to say, no, it's Robert Taylor. And then the <laughs> argument would escalate into something you wouldn't believe. So that's about not arguing with the alcoholic and not talking to the bottle and not making the bottle, when they're, meaning talking to them when they're drunk, making them make promises that you know they can't keep and they know they can't keep. So... You know, all of those things, there's just so many things to learn about living with active alcoholism and even afterwards after they're sober. Mm, you're right. Um, uh, Kate, what, what sort of things, sorry, Judy, what sort of things did you find in Alaron that it allowed you to do once you understood your part in the, the disease? Well, I um, wasn't living with uh, active alcoholism in my marriage. My husband doesn't drink, but he's also a child of. Um, so the two of us muddling together to bring four children up. Um, and, of course, I was going to do it differently to my parents. And um, I thought helping them um, and being there for them in the wrong way, well, now I know it's the wrong way, um, was the right way. And uh, so I learned with through Al-Anon that I was doing it all wrong. I was um, not letting them grow, not letting them be responsible for their own, for the things that they were doing in their life. I wasn't letting them learn because um, I've, um, I was always um, um, trying to pull them out of situations that that uh, they will get into and instead of letting them um, learn how to do it themselves, letting them money and I went to court with my son and um, stood up and, 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 and spoke on his behalf um, and different things like that. There was uh, um, um, probably saying yes to everything like, babysitting and picking kids up from school even when I had something else to do I would say oh yeah okay I can do that later and and go and do whatever I had to do um for them um and I learned to say no in a um um in a loving way and actually just stay stand back and let them sort their own lives out um and give me serenity as well because I didn't realise how much anxiety I was living in by taking on all yeah. of their problems and their their um, things that they should be responsible for. 
So Al-Anon gave me a life, basically. Gave me a life that I could be comfortable in my own skin and doing my own stuff. There's still lots of stuff that I have to do, but... um, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Well, listen, we might take a break. Uh, you're listening to Living Free Show on 3CR, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial, and 3CR on digital radio. Uh, we have podcasts of our show available on our website, which is 3cr.org.au forward slash living free, and they're also available on your favourite podcast medium. Um, if you'd like to contact us, then you can either call the station on 94198377 or send us an email at 3crlivingfree at gmail.com. And we're also on Twitter if you'd like to see us there. Uh, now, we usually play a community service announcement at this point. I'll play one on the new LGBTIQ family violence service. Most LGBTIQ people experience positive, intimate and family relationships. However, like cisgendered heterosexual people, some LGBTIQ people experience abuse and violence in their relationships. With Respect is a new family violence service for LGBTIQ plus Victorians, providing counselling and recovery programs for victims and survivors of family violence and help for people using violence who want to stop. With Respect is a partnership between queer Space, Thorn Harbour Health, Switchboard Victoria and Transgender Victoria. For more information, visit withrespect.org.au or call 1-800-542-847. With Respect is not a crisis service. If you need immediate help, call 000. A 3CR supporter. I'm talking with Kate and Judy and we're talking about Al-Anon family groups and how that helps cope, helps them cope with um, the family disease of alcoholism. Um, so, Kate... The impact on the family of alcoholism is, is very dramatic. So when you go into Al-Anon, your behaviour starts changing and so that in itself impacts directly on the family as well. So what were the changes once you started to learn about how alcoholics work, how alcoholism works? What sort of things did you do and how did that affect your, your family members? Oh, they didn't like it because I pulled back. Um, I stopped doing things that were not healthy. Like and my husband would say, you tell her, da-da-da-da-da, and then she'd say, you tell dad. And I was <laughs> I was doing that. Um, I came into Ellen and I said, no, you tell her. No, you tell dad because it's not my issue. Um and the other thing that um, I stopped doing was I stopped asking questions. Why ask a question if you know someone's going to tell you a lie? Mm. There's just no point. <laughs> so, um, you know, there was so much to learn about the um, the disease of alcoholism um, before you, I could I could go forward on any of that stuff. I had to truly believe that alcoholism is a disease, and I do believe that today. And then I could go on to to behave rationally and get a better perspective because I love these people. I still love these people, but I can't fix their problems. If I could wave a magic wand over them, I would. I would do whatever it takes, yep. <laughs> but I know that they have to do it. 
So that that's what Al-Anon taught me. It taught me to um, be more independent and to be free, but to still be loving, to detach from the person, not the person, sorry about that, detach from the disease and not the person. Yeah. So when I started treating them with more respect, they started treating me with more respect. And I can tell you it's very hard to respect a fall-down drunk. But I worked on it, and I worked on it, and uh, I got the benefit of it. I don't say that things all turned out roses. It never did. But I'm still with the same man I've been with since I was 17. You know, I really care about this person. It's just sad that he came from a family with the disease and uh, he he never got better. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. So stepping out of people's lives has consequences because they don't necessarily understand that they think you're no longer helping them when you probably care about them more than you ever did. Yes. And you're caring about their long-term future and not their short-term life. Yes, that's exactly right. Um, You know, I I took my eldest daughter to, I think she went to four high schools and I kept looking and in the end I just gave up. I didn't give up. I I just said, no, you'll have to go and find a job because, you know, you you won't conform at school. So I can't do any more than I've already done. So, yeah, and she she resented the fact that she couldn't use me to control her father anymore as well. (laughs) Um, You know, there's, there's all sorts of dynamics that happen in a family that, are really hard to put into words. but uh, And the two girls will tell you that I always cared more about my son than what I did about them. But as I listen, because I'm no spring chicken anymore, as I listen, I think that happens in every family. Mm. I really do. And I, I think that um, I got... I had this weird impression that really everybody else had the Brady Bunch at home and it was just my family that was crazy. So Eleanor brought me back into perspective to say that, you know, if you look hard enough, there's always something wrong. Everybody's got problems. Yes. It's just how they deal with them. Exactly. And I learned how to deal with them a better way than what I was. So so letting go of your kids, so have they appreciated that? I don't think they ever understood it, yeah. to tell you the truth. Um, we, have a, we have an okay relationship today, um, but um, I, don't, I don't think they understood why I changed the way I did. Um, but they're all independent people, like, I mean... My youngest daughter's probably the saddest, but the other two have gone on, got their own homes, their own families. They, you know, they're successful in their own little worlds. Yep. So that's all a parent has to do. Yep, launch. Yep, yep. that's right. <laughs> yes. Um, so how about you, Judy? So the impact of coming to Alan on, on your children, I think I think the children are the ones that you know that are the I guess the most significant. <laughs> at our life life stage, um, 
So what's been the impact of you coming to Al-Anon on the way you, you deal with your kids? Um, probably the, uh, the biggest one, the biggest thing is um, uh, them, they know they can rely on me for support if they, if, if they need support, but they don't rely on me for everything and um, I can be part of their lives without um, being the controller of their lives or, you know, them thinking that I can fix everything. So they've, yeah, they've learned to live with their own families and deal with their own problems with their with their partners and their and their, their children. Um, so, and that's been good, especially for, for um, one of my daughters who was finding that more difficult. I think her and her husband are... A bit more joint now in in her dealing with things. I don't think he knew half the things that she was trying to deal with and passing them on to me, um, rather than keep you know than than that having that unity in, the, in her family. Yeah, um, I'm able to keep my mouth shut now. I don't need to get into the, into their stuff. I don't need to mm. know everything about mm. them. I don't need to um, be involved all the time. Um, uh, I've been. I'm, a, I'm. I'm able to most of the time. I'm not saying all the time because I don't think I'm not. I'm not recovered. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, lot, lots of things to do yet, but I'm able to um, work out whether I need to be in it or not now. Yeah. So, um, and for me, that that's a good thing because I can just. I can do my own thing. Yeah. I don't have to. Um, Make sure everybody else is all right before I go off and do my own thing. I just yeah. say what I'm doing, and and um, uh, you know, it's usually okay. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, do you feel more confident? Yeah, I think I do in a lot of things. There's still, I feel confident in in what I'm doing, in 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 where I'm at. But uh, big decision making, I still need. I still have. I know that I still have problems with that. I have to really work on that. We have to really work through that. Yeah. So I think the other thing that Alanon helps with is to give you a perspective on other people's, on the way other people look at things. Yeah. Um, so what, do you feel that? I do. Um, yeah. I, I. It's me looking at other people in a different way as well because I, 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 don't, um, I don't look at people... Um, and have um, an instant perspective on where they're at because I don't know them, I don't know their lives, I don't know what's going on with them. So that, um, oh, what's the word for it? They, they're um, making a judgment on them, you know. Mm. It's it's uh, you don't know what's going on in their lives. So mm. I don't. I try not to make judgments on people. Um, yeah. Because often I can, you, before I would see someone in the street and I'd instantly have their their whole life mapped out yeah. in my head, yeah. and it's not like that at all. So yeah. it's like you know, just get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> strangely, strangely enough. Um, so, um, Kate, what sort of things did you try and do to help your your kids? That when I was enabling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, when you were enabling. Yeah. 
I was paying bills. I was finding units for them. I was um, actually gave one of them my credit card to buy a washing machine, and she bought a washing machine and a dryer and a TV. <laughs> right. So, you know, I've made lots of mistakes. Um, I probably wouldn't give my credit card to anybody anymore. Um, what else did I do to enable? Well, look, I, I, I made excuses for them. Um, they wouldn't go to family gatherings and I used to say they were unwell or had previous engagements when, you know, really wasn't so. They just didn't want to be there and they were honest enough to say so. Um, I've done, uh, I've kept them. Um, when I got over the stop giving them money, I said if you need, if you need food or if you need whatever, you know, I'm here. Um, and I think I probably fed my daughter and her daughter for about five years. Mm. She used to call in on the way home from work to pick up her daughter and they'd stay for dinner every night. So, you know, there's lots of things, lots of things that you sort of have, I sort of have to sit down and think about because I just did them so automatically. You know, I was trying to save her the trouble of going home after working all day and having to prepare dinner and Mm. everything. But what I was actually doing was enabling her to drink that extra money as well. So, yeah, lots of different things. Yes. Uh, And often if you help one of your children, the other children get upset. Have you experienced that? (laughs) Yes, I have. Mostly the the eldest one um, gets the most upset. The other two are a bit... What, neither one way or the other. But you see, they were closer. The old one was always a separate. Look, I, I remember, I don't know if this is an appropriate story, but I remember one day we, I was going to a meeting and my two teenagers, a boy and a girl, were having a fist fight in the lounge room. And um, I took my about eight-year-old daughter by the hand, picked up my bag and said, come on, because Deb was drunk in bed and that, they two were fighting and, and they were big people. Um, so I took the youngest and I went to a meeting in Frankston. My mistake in that was not telling the youngest that they wouldn't really kill one another. Yeah. She spent the whole time worrying about whether they'd be dead when we got back, yeah. when in fact, as soon as we left, they they stopped. Yeah, strange at that. Yeah. <laughs> No, no audience. They mm. need an audience. Yep. And I think that's the thing about changing your behaviour, that it has an impact on others, whether you like it or not, because, because you're doing something different, they have to have a different response to you. Yes. And it's not the same. And, yeah, it's disruptive. Yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah. You're listening to Living Free on 3CR on digital radio and live streaming on 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. Um, so I'm talking with Kate and Judy and we're talking about Al-Anon family groups and how it helps deal with alcoholism, uh, whether it's active or in your history. Um, and I guess some of the things that, um, change once you get into Al-Anon is pretty much feeling relaxed 
with your own self and that means you can deal with other people a little bit easier. Um, one of the things that, you know, I've, I've been in Owen for some time and I had some troubles um, dealing with one of my sisters when my mother died a few years ago. And my wife said to me, she said, you know, you've been in Alan all that time and you're still having trouble with your sister. And I said, yeah, well, at least I didn't punch her, which is, <laughs> and that's it. That's the, the thing is that it's very easy to revert to the old way, to the really negative, spiteful person that I was um, in the alcoholic situation. Uh, but to realise that it doesn't get me anywhere. And so it's, it's about this understanding my own limitations, the things that trigger me, and ensuring that I just get out of the way. Yeah. And I think part of, you know, part of recovery is understanding that I'm the problem. Like my dad had a drinking problem, but his drinking wasn't a problem to him. It was a problem to me. Yeah. And that's what I had to deal with, my, my reaction to dad's drinking. And I think once you sort of understand that... I think that's when recovery starts to kick in, when you go, yeah, I'm, I'm the problem in my life and my dad's got his own problems. So, you know, change, getting that awareness of, of your ability to make the situation worse, what are the, some of the things that you do now that are different to the old days? Okay. Well, I've just, I've just had a gas heater put in and I had to have five tradesmen in my house. And everyone that come in said, you can't do that. And one of them walked around for about an hour saying you couldn't do it. And what I wanted to say to him is, okay, you gave me a quote, put your big boy pants on and just damn well do it. But I didn't. I walked outside. I came back here and I smiled at him and I said, I know you'll do the best you can. Now, I would never have done that <laughs> years ago. I put the ball right back in his corner. And I guess that's what I need to do. That's what Alanon's taught me to do is not to take on the negativity, to leave it with the person that it belongs to. Um, I... I think alcoholism is a very negative thing. The conversation's always negative. You know, it, it's, um, you know, they talk about their friends and they're all nuff-nuffs and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. And I think it can be catchy. But if, you, if you've got Alan on, you can move away from that negativity. And if you're not being negative like that or you're not lashing out, You don't have to suffer the guilt that comes with that. Mm. You know, you're saving yourself a whole heap of worry and and um, self-flagellation, all that stuff. So it's it's really helped me change my attitude towards other people, Um, and and look for the good, and try to be positive no matter what the situation is. And my daughter came in just recently and said, I've solved my unit, which I helped her get in the first place, and I'm shifting to stall, I think she's going. And I said, it grabbed me. I thought, oh, God, here we go again. And then I said, 
Well, that's wonderful. You can make a new start in a new town. That's not what I felt, but that's what I said. So Al-Anon teaches you to, um, I think Judy said it before, think first and then come out with a comment. Or, you know, with my situation with the tradesmen, I really did have to walk outside because I was so fed up with them. But I could come back in. And um, and that's what Al-Anon allows me. I can start my day whenever I choose, and I can um, <clears throat> I can be positive. Um, I work on that constantly because it makes me feel better. Mm, yeah, makes- I, I think it's the difference between reacting and responding. I yeah. I used to react if my father did something. I used to react to the fact that he'd done it. Yep. Whereas I learnt that all I had to do was respond. That and some of my responses were. Do nothing. Yep. But if I reacted, it was always I had to do something. I had to stop him doing what he was doing. Yes. And that, Can't yeah. he see what he's doing <laughs> to our family? Isn't that the line? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Judy, what about you? So what are the sort of things that ha- that Alanon has enabled you to, I guess, do in your life that you felt you couldn't do before? Um. Keep my mouth shut. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I learned that that, that that was the best thing that I could do was just not say anything sometimes and or not say anything until I thought about it a bit first. Mm. So, and that was a really big thing in a lot of situations. I mean, I as I say, I'm not. I don't live with uh, active alcoholism, but I live with a lot of. Um, I live with life, and I live with um, with with grandchildren, children of, of alcoholics. So yeah. they've all got the isms, uh, you know, in in different ways. So yeah, and it it's given it's 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 given me in a life in a way that I know I don't have to be always in their lives. I don't have to my life doesn't depend on how everybody else is feeling, how everybody else is doing. Yeah. I, I you know, it's given it's given me the ability to be all right or happy even though stuff that's going on around me is sometimes not real good. Yeah. Chaos. I don't. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to take it on. Yeah, it's it's their chaos, not mine. Mm. So, and that's been that's been really good. So, I've got a bit a lot more serenity than what I did have before. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what about detachment? I'm saying detachment's a, a concept of letting other people be themselves and live their own lives. Yeah. So, have you has has that helped you to deal with their them? Yes. Yeah, um, in a big way um, because my, of my um, my not getting into their lives, I've detached from from them, um, but still been included in as part of their family. I haven't actually just gone off and left them, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and with. Um, my daughter that I did have a few issues with, I just told her how much I loved her and um, and walked away and then I just still kept in touch 
and I thought, you know, she's going to ignore my calls. She's not going to answer the door when I come to see her or whatever. But that didn't happen. And I think before, that's what kept me in her life was the fact that maybe she would reject me completely. Yeah, the that, fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it didn't happen. And we've uh, we've got a much better relationship now, I think, than what we did have before. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it helps. Um, so, um, Kate, about the, the the disease concept, it it's important understanding the disease concept of the alcoholic. But we also, you know, people who live with alcoholics get the isms, what they call the isms, which is basically we are effect, our behaviour is affected, but we don't drink. Mm. So, does that help you? You know, does the disease concept help you? with the alcoholics? Yes, it does. Because my husband used to say to me every New Year's Eve he wasn't going to drink the next year. And this was before I joined Ellen, and I think we'd been married about 10 years, maybe a bit more. And uh, he was about to say it because I knew what was coming. And I said, don't say it this year. Just don't say it. And he just looked at me and I, <clears throat> I it's part of the, um, I know that he meant it when he said it, he just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it, yeah. And that's the disease. So, and he especially couldn't do it in that environment because it's a <clears throat> where we were living at that time, the whole environment um, drank the same way. Like I was really an odd person out there, I can tell, <laughs> I can tell you. Um, and they all thought it was normal. Um, so, and and why would they think any different? Because that's what they come from and they live an isolated lifestyle so that they think that's normal. Um, and and it's I came from a lifestyle where I was an only child and there was no alcohol. But there obviously was alcoholism in the family because my mother and father always left family functions early. Right, yeah. So, But that meant nothing to a child. I, had, I thought, oh, God, here we go. I was just having fun. Um, but no, there must have been the disease there because they always left early. Mm, right. Um going to say um yeah so one of the other things is having empathy with others helps see them in their see their situation but not try to change it and i think that uh, it helps um i know with my my parents dad as far as i know never went to aa and mum certainly didn't want to go to Al-Anon, but every day they would be arguing and disagreeing and it, it, I found it equally as hard accepting my mother's not or my my mother's inaction at you know trying to improve the situation as with my father's inaction. So, um, Judy, what what's your take on that? When when there's people in the family who choose not not to get involved in recovery, is is it as is it? Do you find it as hard to accept them as the people who have the problem? No, I recognise the the problem that the, the 
the, the, where the problem comes from. It comes from the disease. It took me a long while because my son, my husband is um, a, a son of an alcoholic, so he had lots of isms that um, because of his father, because of his father's drinking and being brought up in that same situation. Um, and when I wasn't in Al-Anon, I was always trying to get him to be responsible and be and understand and all those sort of things. But his isms were very much, as I've learned now, being in Al-Anon, were very much that of an alcoholic, which mine probably were as well. Mm. And trying to make somebody take responsibility for yeah. stuff that they didn't understand. And he would he would say that he would take, you know, I'll, be, I'll do this better, I'll do that better, I'll, I'll be better. But he couldn't. He was... Yeah, the same. And now, after being in Al-Anon, I understand all that so much better than what I did before. I used to think that he was just doing it to... Annoy you. Because he didn't care. He didn't care to annoy me or whatever. Um, But it wasn't wasn't that at all. It's the the disease and that's how it operates in him. Um, But um, so, yeah, I have... A lot more empathy now for for people who are, do live that sort of way um, than what I did before because I understand it more now that it's part of the disease. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, if anybody is interested in contacting Alanon, you can phone them on one three hundred two five two six six six, or you can go online at alanon.org.au. Uh, that's about all that we've got time for today. So I'd like to thank Kate and Judy for coming in today and sharing their Alan Family Group's recovery experience with us. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Uh, I hope you'll be able to join us again next week when we will be talking about recovery from a gambling addiction and we'll be joined by a couple of members of Gamblers Anonymous. Thanks for listening to the Living Free program today. Yeah.